0: The Public News Service Daily Newscast, February the 16th, 2022, I'm Mike Clifford. According to the federal government, just over 3.7 million people with disabilities live in New York. And they just got a new advocate in the governor's office.
1: Governor Kathy Hochul has appointed Kimberly Hill the state's first chief disability officer to advance and advocate policies to support New Yorkers with disabilities. Sharon McLennan-Weir with the Center for Independence of the Disabled New York says she hopes Hill will focus policy recommendations on a few areas, including transportation, health care, housing, education, and job creation.
0: Preparing people with disabilities to enter the labor market is important, so having that foundational base of education that leads to gainful employment is critical.
1: The governor's office says only about one-third of New Yorkers with disabilities are employed, and the state ranks 38th in the nation in its employment rate for this group of workers. Through the annual state budget, Hochul is also pushing for $240 million in additional funding for private schools serving children with disabilities. This is Jonah Chester reporting.
0: According to the Federal Bureau of Transportation statistics, more than 25 million Americans age 5 and older have some form of disability that can limit their ability to travel. Now from CNBC, the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot issued subpoenas Tuesday to the Arizona Republican Party Chairwoman Kelly Ward, also GOP State Senator Doug Mastriano of Pennsylvania, and four others over their alleged efforts to interfere with the certification of the 2020 election results. Individuals included in that latest batch of subpoenas allegedly tried to send alternate electors to Washington to vote for then-President Trump in key swing states that were won by President Joe Biden. And in the latest COVID variant surge, Ohio's Hunger Relief Network is facing unique challenges.
2: With missed wages due to illness... Quarantining and remote learning for kids, struggling families rely on food banks across the state, and food banks rely on the support of volunteers. President and CEO of the Free Store Food Bank in southwest Ohio, Kurt Riber, says in the early days of the pandemic, the Ohio National Guard helped fill in the gaps when volunteers had to stay home. Two years later, he notes volunteer levels are still dramatically low.
0: We have to have more space for the volunteers in order to keep them safe by socially distancing, as well as setting up plexiglass barriers between them. But not getting enough volunteers in to pack boxes of food or sort through the canned goods from food drives has been a bit of a challenge.
2: Some Ohioans on fixed incomes are turning to food banks due to higher energy, housing and food costs, as well as the end of the advanced expanded child tax credits. Mary Sherman reporting.
0: This is PMS. And as you may know, the pandemic has caused kids screen time to soar. Some spent playing video games and using social media... Now the National Parent Teachers Association has introduced a Smart Talk tool to address that issue.
2: Carrie Neal, the NPTA's Connected Ambassador, says the tool is designed to help parents start a meaningful conversation with their kids and lay out ground rules for being online and using mobile devices. The Smart Talk tool brings that power to families to collaboratively discuss what are we comfortable with, what are the parameters, and gives parents some language to work off of and it gives kids a voice in the conversation. Neil says PTA Connected is designed to educate and engage families on everything digital from wellness to security to access, equity and literacy.
0: I'm Roz Brown. The national PTA site also has links to programs such as Create with Kindness, addressing responsible online behavior and how to enable parental controls on TikTok. After a lengthy process, Minnesota has new maps for congressional and legislative districts. A coalition had pushed for maps that better reflect the state's growing diversity and has a mixed review of these changes. A special court panel unveiled the maps yesterday after the divided Minnesota legislature couldn't agree on its own plan before this week's deadline. Kathy Fung of the nonpartisan group Common Cause says they recognize the court had limitations in drawing drastically different lines, but did come close to meeting proposed benchmarks for majority BIPOC and opportunity districts.
2: Looking at that at the congressional, at the Senate and the House level, we saw a lot of districts that were created that really did have an opportunity for these new communities of color to have a seat at the table.
0: But she says some communities are still split up, pointing to large black and immigrant populations in the Twin Cities' northwest suburbs. I'm Mike Moen. Finally, Emily Scott tells us the Chesapeake Bay states have until 2025... To implement practices to reduce watershed pollution.
2: In the Chesapeake Bay Clean Water Blueprint, roughly 80% of the remaining pollution reduction must come from agriculture. And Pennsylvania is the furthest behind among the bay states. The Chesapeake Bay Foundation report says implementing regenerative farming practices from rotational grazing to planting forest buffers along streams can reduce animal waste and soil erosion. Bill Chain with the foundation says Pennsylvania has a lot of farm conservation work to do.
0: Farmers are ready to adopt conservation practices, but need funding. Both the state and federal conservation funding fall woefully short of what's necessary to make that investment with family farms in improving water quality. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. We are member analysts who supported, heard on radio stations big and small. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.